Welcome to the Christian Life Podcast. At Christian Life, we're all about making disciples of all generations. If you'd like to connect with us and find out more about what's going on here, you can find us on Facebook at CLC Gridley, and of course on the web at clcgridley.org. We hope that God speaks to you through the message you're about to hear. It has been a crazy, crazy week. It's really, it's been a crazy couple weeks, but really it seems like, at least in our area, it's become the most real this week. You know, here at Christian Life, we've been talking, we've spent several weeks on the topic of survival. We've been talking about how to survive, the needs that we as people have to survive. And this morning, if I'm being completely honest, it just felt a little different. I didn't feel like I could stand up here behind the podium and preach a message just like I've been doing the last couple weeks because it just felt a little different. So instead of sharing my opinion of what's really going on, uh, I promise you I have one. Uh, instead of, you know, making jokes like I'm so tempted to do because that's my first reaction when I feel uncomfortable is to make a joke about it. Uh, instead of even really taking this situation as serious as the media probably wants us to do. I think we need to do what we as believers should do in every situation, regardless of what's going on. As followers of Jesus, we should probably look to God and His Word in situations, right? Whether it's a good situation, a bad situation, a troubling situation, up in the air, we should always be tuned into what God's Word says, to what God says. So that's what we're going to do today. I've got some passages that I want to share with you. You know, I, uh, as we continue talking about survival, we are talking about our third core of survival. We've talked about there are four cores of survival. We've talked about water, right? We all need water to survive. We've talked about food because we need to eat, right? We can't, eventually, we cannot keep going if we don't eat. This morning, the core of survival that we're talking about is shelter. You know, and as I was thinking and processing really towards the end of this week, it became very clear that I don't think that there is a better message that we can talk about right now at this moment. I don't think there's anything that we could talk about that's more on time than the shelter of God. We, we live in, we live under the shelter of God. If you've missed any of our previous messages, go on the website, you can find those on there. But in uh, survival situation, shelter is very, very important. Sometimes shelter even takes precedence. Usually shelter would take precedence over food because we need shelter to keep us out of the elements, right? We need to keep the wind and the rain off of us. Shelter is very important. Shelter is defined as something that covers or affords protection. Shelter brings other terms to mind as well. It brings the terms like refuge, right? I think many of us were familiar with refuge means. It's protection from danger or distress. Here's another definition for, for refuge, shelter. There's, there's another term that comes to mind. It's fortress, right? Again, we're kind of getting a little bit more extreme in the definition, but what's the definition of a fortress? It is a fortified place. Wow. Man, I could write dictionaries. It's so simple sometimes. It's a fortified place or a place of security or survival. With everything going on right now, I, I still I stand on, I think there is nothing more important for us to talk about than the shelter that we live in, that we have the opportunity to live under as believers, as people. Right? Whether we're following Jesus now or not, 
the shelter of God, God's protection is still available to us. We're told that we shouldn't gather in large groups. We're told that, you know, they even created a term. I had never heard this term before the other day, spatial distancing. We're not supposed to be more than six feet away from people. I mean, with all of these things, we know that this is meant for our good, right? They have good intentions, we choose to believe, but all of these things, these, these advisements that come out, they're meant to help us. They're not meant to hurt us. But there's something that naturally happens when we begin to hear these things. It begins to stir up anxiety, doesn't it? It begins to stir up fear. That's not how we're supposed to live. We're not supposed to live in fear. In the same way, there's someone in the Bible that we're going we're gonna to read some of what he wrote to us today. That if there was ever someone in the Bible that completely understood in every facet of his life the importance of a word like shelter, it would be David. You look throughout his life, the man was constantly in search of shelter. Constantly. Good situations. He was singing of the joys and the blessings of following God. Bad situations. God, save me from my enemies, because they are many. David, in his life, modeled this for us. So I hope you are are ready to read some scriptures today, because we've got a lot of them. We've been overwhelmed with all kinds of reports this week, so I'm about to overwhelm you with all kinds of biblical sound teaching here on, on God's Word. 2 Samuel 22, and if you've got your Bible, or you've, you've got a Bible in front of you, your phone, whatever you do, I'd encourage you to open up to Psalms while I read 2 Samuel 22 to you. 2 Samuel 22, we're going to read verse 2 through 3. This is something that King David wrote uh, after a battle in which he almost died. I mean, battles are inherently dangerous. But in this one, it was even more so. He's battling his arch enemies and the Philistines, and there's a giant amongst them, and the giant almost kills David, and one of his men steps in at the last minute to save him. And this is what David writes, King David writes after this battle. 2 Samuel 22, verse 2 through 3, it says this. It says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. He is my refuge, my Savior, the one who saves me from violence. There's a reason he wrote that. Because he was just in desperate need of that same thing. As we continue reading it, some of the other situations, the writings of of David that he's given to us in the book of Psalms, through these different parts of his life, we land on Psalms chapter 5, verse 11. It says this, it says, But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. I like that verse. You know, it's, that's in stark contrast to what's happening around us right now. When I read that, let all who love your name be filled with joy. Let all who, you know, sing your praises be filled with joy. There's a whole lot of fear right now. There's not a whole lot of joy. Psalms 9, verse 9, it says, The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. 
As we continue going through the book of Psalms, Psalm 19, I'm sorry, 17, verses 7 through 9. It says, show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. See, the context behind this passage is uh, King Saul is coming after him. And it's not just one man. I mean, I, I would hate to have the king or a president or any other powerful leader as your enemy, but it's not just King Saul that's coming after him. We know it's his entire army. One man, an army, and a king coming after him. There's a reason he's saying, hide me in the shelter of your wing. It's because he's fearful. He's afraid. But this is the same man that throughout his life, I mean, it's just, it's just incredible. Read Psalms uh, chapter 27. We'll read verses 1 through 3. Sorry, I know I'm going quickly. Psalm 27, 1 through 3. I've had a week to digest these scriptures, and I'm throwing, throwing them at you in like 15 seconds. So good luck with, with that. But Psalm 27, verses 1 through 3, it says this. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? I love that. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. I want that kind of faith. I want that kind of faith. Even if I am attacked, God, I believe that you are my fortress, so I shouldn't be afraid. I, why, why would I tremble because you're my fortress? But even if they do attack me, I'm confident because I know who you are. Man, that's incredible. It's incredible. These are words from a man that his entire life stood to back up these statements of faith. Psalm chapter 31 we're going to read verses 19 through 20, and then we'll skip ahead and read 23 to 24. So Psalm 31, 19 to 20 says this. It says, How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. How great is the goodness you stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the, uh, before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. And then verse 23 to 24 of, of the same chapter, it says, Love the Lord, all you godly ones. For the Lord protects those who are loyal to Him, but He harshly punishes the arrogant. Well, key in here, so be strong and courageous. That, word, that, that statement gets thrown around and used all throughout Scripture, but here David is, is charging us with that same charge. So be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. Be strong and courageous. A couple pages over in chapter 34 of Psalm, verse 8. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. 
See, David wrote this after another run-in with Saul. But this time it got even worse because David, running from King Saul and his army, runs straight into the arms of his enemy. Another king. You can find this story in 1 Samuel 21. He goes from one enemy to the other. And, well, I guess I'll tell you what he does to get away from him. He acts like a crazy guy. The Bible says that he started drooling on himself and scratching a door because he was trying to show his enemy, hey, you have nothing to fear. So if I act crazy, David knew the same thing that I learned in the neighborhood I grew up in. People don't mess with crazy people. If you act crazier than them, they'll leave you alone, and that's what he does. He acts crazy, and they leave him alone. And God opens up a door of escape. He protects him in the face of his enemies. Psalm 36, verse 7. 36, 7. It says, How precious is your unfailing love. How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. If you walked in this morning fearful, you walked in this morning feeling a little anxious about this virus and it's throwing you off. I know it's been a pain in the butt. It's been annoying. But if you've walked in scared today, I'm going to read that scripture over again for you. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. We're talking about something that we need to survive. We need shelter to survive. It's fact. Here we find in the Bible, time and time again, and we're not done yet, I'll keep going. But time and time again, God, you are my shelter. I am God speaking to I am your shelter. All humanity is covered under my wing. I mean, that's incredible. Psalm 61. Psalm 61, verses 1 through 4. I'll give you a second to get there. 61, verses 1 through 4. It says this. It says, O oh God, listen to my cry. Hear my prayer. From the end of the earth, I cry out to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. I cry out to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my safe refuge. Here we go. You are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your sanctuary, safe beneath the shelter of your wings. I'm seeing a trend here. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to grow up in church. You don't have to, you know, read Greek to be able to see what God is saying here. He is our shelter. David is encouraging us. Hey, in my life, in every situation that I've been through, I have found this to be true in my life, that God is my shelter. I know we've just read a bunch of Scripture, and again, you're seeing a little bit of my personality coming out sarcastically. I'm like, you know what? If we're going to be overwhelmed by the news all week and we're going to be overwhelmed by all these articles about all this scary stuff that's going on, I'm going to overwhelm us with Scripture to balance that out, right? But I want to, I want to balance this out because all of these passage, passages that David recorded for us took place at different times in his life. I mean, some of the situations, if you read through the story of David, I think maybe later on this year we need, to, we need to do a series on David, and we can walk through his life. The situations that he walked through is incredible. How one man could walk through all of that 
and still find himself declaring, God is my shelter. I find my protection in him. He covers me. He guards me. He is my fortress. These are powerful statements made by a man that started his life off in childhood living with sheep. Literally living with sheep. He's living in fields out in the open with sheep and all of the animals that wanted to eat the sheep. He moves forward in his life, and he begins playing before the king, right? I mean, we'll just skip past Goliath, right? The giant going against some little dude. Okay, this is like the, this, that story still holds value today. We still compare sporting events and all kinds of things to, oh, that's like a David and Goliath moment. Incredible, scary moments where he found God to be his shelter. We see now he's working for King Saul. And this is the beginning, that root of this Saul trying to kill him story. Even after God, uh, you know, God spoke through Samuel and they anointed David to be king, but it didn't happen for a long time. Even when David finally did become king, we have this assumption that everything turned around, but that's not what happened at all. David's own son tried to take the throne from him. Incredibly difficult situations that this man navigated. Some were his choice. Hey, Bathsheba, dude, you got yourself into that one. If you don't know the root behind that story, you can study that for yourself or come talk to me afterwards. But some situations David got into had his name written all over it. But many of these situations, just life. Put him in that spot. God testing him. You call it what you want. But in every one of these situations, God proved himself to be his shelter. God proved himself to be faithful. We need a shelter to survive. We need shelter to survive. Shelter can look differently in different situations, though. In the woods... Shelter may look like some sticks and some leaves gathered together to keep the the elements off of us. But in scary, uncertain times, and times that cause anxiety, times that cause us to fear, shelter looks like coming to God. Shelter looks a little differently. Shelter looks like building something inside of us, building a a foundation inside of us, not just building something physically. Coming to God knowing that that He is our shelter. Knowing that He loves us more than we can ever imagine. Knowing that He offers a safe place for us to bring all of our feelings. Right? Some of us, we don't don't feel enough. Others of us, we feel a whole lot more. No matter where you find yourself, God is a safe place to bring those feelings to you. We don't have to be ashamed of how we're feeling. You know, we're, we're talking here and we talk amongst ourselves and sometimes, you know, we, we get scared about situations but we don't want other people to know that we're scared so we try and act tough and, well, first off, God knows. God knows the truth. He knows what's really going on. But second, He doesn't think any less of you. He loves you the same. He, his offer to you holds just as true whether you're afraid today versus not. 
He's always a safe place that we can turn to. In this room, we've got people that are all over the, all over the place. We've got people that, uh, you know, we've got people that believe that this whole virus thing is a scam thought up by the toilet paper company and the hand sanitizer. Thank you, Purell. You know, like we've got, we've got people that believe this was just a, a sales, you know, deal. And that's every, we've also got people that think this is like the end of, you know, this is the beginning of the apocalypse. The world is coming to an end, okay? We've got, we've got people all over the place. No matter where you find yourself, this message is still for you. God is your shelter. When we turn to Him and we, we look to Him for that, He meets that need for each one of us, that, that requirement for each one of our hearts to live this life safely, to live this life in a healthy manner. We need shelter. And God is that for all of us. Regardless of situation, good times, bad times, He's still shelter. You don't just need shelter when it's sunny. You don't just need shelter when it's rainy. We need shelter all the time. And God is that. Whether we're young or old, whether we have a year's supply of toilet paper or two weeks, God is our shelter. It's another passage that I, I touched on yesterday when we released a, a video update on our Facebook page. I, I hinted at this, pa- this passage and I want to bring it to you again this morning. It's found in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 7. It's a short verse, but man, is it a powerful one. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You know, there's, there's really two points to break this down. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear is the, is the first obvious one. We as believers, we don't have to walk around trembling, right? We'll, we'll tie back into that psalm we read. God is my fortress. Why should I tremble? What do I have to fear? God didn't make us to be afraid. But we keep reading, what did God make us? What, what character traits, what actions did God make us to walk out and live out and model in every situation, not just when it's hard? Power, love, a, strong, uh, a sound mind, almost at a strong mind. I guess it's the same thing. Power, love, a sound mind. God never intended us to walk around in fear. That Power, love, sound mind, that's what he, what he planned for us. That's what He has for us. Whatever you choose to do, whether it's continue on like normal, okay, because most of us, we really, we've got three options today. We can continue like nothing's ever happened and keep going with our daily lives and not try, try to not let it affect us at all. The other extreme as we can act like the sky is falling, and we can lock ourselves in our house, and we can not come out until the news says it's okay. I mean, those are, those are, those are complete polar opposites. Or the third option is we could do what I believe 2 Timothy 1.7 would encourage us to do. So walk around in love, 
okay, in every situation, especially the difficult, the difficult ones, guess what the people around us need more than ever? Love. We love them. We love other people. Let people go in front of us in the line. It's going to be 100 people anyways. What difference does it make being number 100 or number 101? Love people. And in this situation, just, well, it's the same today as it is forever, but, but let's, let's use the mind that God has given us. Now, I'm not saying that if you're afraid, you're not, that's not what I'm saying. Don't read into what I'm saying. But let's use wisdom. Don't take unnecessary risks. You know, don't be like a child and go and lick the doorknob and be like, ha, ha, show you, virus. Don't do that. Be smart. Use wisdom. Use some caution. But wisdom is very different. It looks very different than fear. Don't live your life in fear. Use the mind that God has given us. The sarcastic side of me wants to get real ornery and make some jokes about that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit more serious and toned down today. But let's use wisdom as we go about our life. Let's love people. Let's walk under the covering that we've been given, that we've been promised by God Himself. As we get ready to wrap up here this morning, I've got one more passage that I want us to read. If you've got your Bibles, I'm going to set my iPad down for a second, and uh, we'll read this together. I want to encourage you, if you've got your Bible, open up to Psalm chapter 91. Psalm 91, and we're going to read the entire chapter together. There was no better way that I could come up with than to end this. You can look at it as, a, as my prayer over your life this morning. You can look at it as God's prayer over your life this morning. You could just look at it as an incredible psalm written to you this morning. However you want to look at it. But let's read Psalm 91 together. It says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. Verse 3, He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you when his feather, uh, with, his feather, with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Got a little dark for a second, okay? We're going to avoid that part of the passage for our current situation. That's obviously not what we're praying for. Verse 8, just open your eyes. See how they're punished. Verse 9, if you make the Lord your refuge... If you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home, for He will order His angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You'll crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Verse 14, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them 
my salvation. I want to pray over you this morning. God, we thank you. God, for your words of encouragement this morning. God, we grab onto your charge, David's charge. God, but it's the same charge that you gave to people throughout history, all throughout time. You have encouraged us as believers. You've encouraged us as people to be strong and courageous. God, we grab on to 2 Timothy 1.7, God, and we want to live our life with power, with love, and with a sound mind. God, would you help us be a light in the darkness right now? God, we pray against this virus, God, wherever it may be. God, we ask that you would stop it. God, I pray, God, that you would protect our county. God, that you would protect our state, you'd protect our country, you'd protect our world. This is uh, affecting so many people all over the place, God, and we pray that today would be a turning point. God, I pray today would be a breaking point, God, that everything would begin to change today. This would be a turning point in this pandemic, that, that the fear would begin to fade away, God, but I do ask, Lord, God, as it happens so often throughout history, I pray that this would be a moment. God, that the fear, the anxiety that gets awakened in people, God, it, so often it drives us to you. God, it draws us to you. God, I pray that this would be not just a turning point, not just a breaking point for this virus. God, but this would be a turning point in our country. God, this would be a turning point in our state. God, this would be a, a turning point in our county. God, in our community, God, where the hunger for you would come back. God, I pray it's a hunger, God, that would begin, God, its roots would begin in fear, God, but as people come to you, you begin to reveal the truth to them. God, that your love would shine through. God, that your love would shine through us. God, help us as we go about our week. God, protect us, Lord. Keep us safe. God, and help us to be your hands and feet wherever we go. We thank you. We praise you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that it's left you feeling loved, encouraged, and challenged to grow. If we can help you grow in your walk with Jesus, please connect with us on Facebook or on our website. We would ask that you subscribe and rate this podcast so that we can continue to stay up to date with you on what's happening here at Christian Life and so that others can hear. We'll see you next week on the Christian Life Podcast.